Welcome to a new episode of It Be Your Own People, a new podcast about what's going on in pop culture and being a POC in today's social environment, because sometimes it be your own people. Maybe it's your brother, sister, or friend. Karen at the job or Karen next door, a leader of the movement you thought you could trust. Most of the time, it's somebody you already know. Beware the wolves, y'all. And now more than ever, people are showing you who they really are, and you need to know who you can trust. Hey y'all, we are back for another episode of Maybe Your Own People, and it's time for our cocktail of the day. I'm sipping on some nice bellies. Sully, what you got, girl? I am sipping on a nice, smooth Cabernet Sauvignon, keeping it nice and classy, trying to get into the groove, into the move. It is fall, and you know how much I love me a good, smooth red. Okay, class. I like that classy, sassy over there, girl. And let's get into this. That's right. It is game time. It's game time. So right now we're going to talk about the shit they should have taught you in school. You know what I'm saying? So Sully, what you think about that? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff that they taught us in K through 12, but none of it was actually useful for the real life things. Like first and foremost, I really feel like there should have been a whole class on how to file your damn taxes actual facts like i will not lie about that it's like suddenly you're an adult and next thing you know you have to like okay this number lines up with this you know you get your w-2s or all the other forms and this has to match i'm like what is happening i don't know i don't know this what the fuck so yes i feel you on that that's a ching ching right there what else do you wish they would have taught you in school girl I wish that they would have been a little bit better about letting us know how to apply for jobs. What's the formal job attire? What are socially acceptable phrases? So when they ask you, oh, do you have any questions? You can't just sit there and say, no, I don't have any questions. Like you actually have to come up with your own. And I didn't know that. I don't, I have not interviewed for very many jobs, clearly. I hear you on that. Now, I will say that in school, I feel like mostly in high school, maybe college, I don't know maybe not college but definitely in high school you know you have resume writing classes you have cover letter writing classes and then you can also go to the resources that you have of like counselors and stuff now at the end of the day they're not going to definitely say like hey this is how you apply for this job because you're really just uploading your resume and filling in all the information about yourself how you conduct yourself in an interview that should definitely be a lesson in school in some way, shape, form, or whatever. But I feel like nowadays it might be like a specialty program or something, just something to excel you because you really can't find that information out there unless you, you know, do a little Google, ask somebody, or just say, you know what? Damn, I just came from an interview. I feel good, but I could have done better. You know, you could just check yourself and be ready next time. Yep. And in relation to applying for a job, I really think that they need to prepare us and explain to us who the fuck FICA is and why that bitch taking 33% of my hard-earned check every week. Like, what's up there? Yeah, so basically what I'm seeing in, in this little thread right now is that all the things that deal with finances and money and wealth and all the things that we will need to pay and you know send our money to in the real world that's what we need more classes on and i won't say that you know math and science and all of the regular core classes that we take 
before we get to college. I won't say that those aren't important, but maybe we can have a little, you know, less of those classes and prepare us more for like what's out there in the real world. Because we cannot in this day and age expect that people are going to go to college. There are a lot of people who are kind of coming into their own, you know, successes earlier on, or maybe they just realize I want to work in the real world before I spend a ton of money. I'm never going to have to pay back on these loans for college. So it would be helpful to have some of these classes up front and really like help us. Like who, who the fuck like it is? How the fuck I file these taxes? Help me, please. Well, the thing is too, is that if you don't fill that paperwork out correctly and you try to be nice and cute and do something to try and get over the government will come for your ass. Like there was this one time I was dating this individual who used to file that he had nine dependents. And I saw that one time and I go, hold the fuck up. Who are these nine dependents that you have that I don't know about? Cause you like, hold up. You got how many baby mamas? Yeah, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like nine dependents. Like what? You got kids? Like, what's going on here? And he was like, oh, nah, I just put down nine dependents because the more dependents you have, the less money they take out your check. And I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I, you know what that's called? Federal fraud. Like, you know, that's that's actual like you need to know that that's some dumb shit. Like, no, nobody's doing it out here. I'm sorry that you was dating a, a dumb shit ain't man, but. I mean, it happens, girl. But honestly, speaking of, I think that's also something that they should have taught us in school. Recognizing who the dumb, toxic ass motherfuckers are. Oh, I feel that. I feel that because you know what? You have to be more in tune with yourself. But I get that as you get older, you learn, you know, you change a little bit. You may not want the same, you know, man that you liked or boy, whatever that you liked before. But at least recognizing toxicity that should be something that they should teach in school. Like right around with gym. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. when you have a gym class, before you go teach us like, okay, you know, run up and down there or whatever. How about you teach us, look, when somebody walks to you this way, ah, oh, nah, they ain't shit. Nope, nope, turn around. You know what I'm saying? Right? Body language and shit like that. No? Recognizing, you know, fuckboy-isms. Like if they tell you that they love you and it's been like day two, run run the love bombing gotta go you gotta recognize that good and you got him all sprung boo no it's it's called love bombing and it's a no no oh so basically i'm failing that recognizing the toxic (laughs) (laughs) this is why we need it in school oh boy i fail uh but you know what last and foremost i wish they would teach in school well, who the fuck killed Roger Rabbit? Because what I'm saying is, if we're going to be asking for all this other dumb shit, because most of these things, yes, we would like for teachers to teach us in school. But at the end of the day, parents still have to do their job. You can't expect that, you know, the schools, public, private, whatever system are, are going to teach your kids what you need them to know. You can always or should always turn to your parents or whoever your guardians are to learn like hey help me fill out these tax papers or what does this mean or how to apply for a job like hopefully you can go to your parents and that parents shouldn't expect that their kids aren't going to learn everything from school that's all i'm saying okay we are ready for what the fuck news so michigan is really trying it there's a nurse out there who was caught stealing and selling vaccine cards Like, who does that? 
So Beth Ann, you already know she's crazy because her name is Beth motherfucking Ann. When you got to put two names together, something ain't right. Mm-hmm. Well, Beth Ann Kirzak, who's 37, she's now facing some federal charges because the authorities realized that she ain't shit. Tell us some more, Sally. Yeah, so this alleged nurse who works at the VA hospital, someone dropped a dime on her ass because she was out here on the Facebook Messenger of all things promoting and selling these empty blank COVID vaccination cards that she had access to because of her job at the VA. Like, okay, so your job is not paying you enough. That's fine. But why are you now playing with the PEMDAS that we're now in issuing fake cards to people who clearly do not have the vaccine and will be out here just infecting and spreading the stuff all around. Therefore, furthering the world that we are living in now, because let's be real, wear a mask and getting tests and having to, you know, self-distance and who knows, maybe even some people have to quarantine after they get it, right? We're going to be living this life for at least another two, three years because this ain't going away, especially with all the anti-vaxxers. So it's kind of like, girl, you know what you were doing, but this is why I also think all of the other states need to get an app. Like get the app so that everyone has their own QR code because New York state has the app. And I didn't even realize that other states don't have it because I mean, it's great to walk around with a physical vaccine card, but for Miss Beth Ann over here in Michigan, selling these fake fucking vaccine cards, like there has to be a way to regulate some of that. And I'm not saying that someone can't, you know, find a way to fuck up the app and make a fake one too. But it's a better way than using an actual vaccine card that's legit paper. Yeah, but it's a lot harder to fake a unique QR code than it would be to take a piece of paper and just write some shit down. And the other thing, too, is that remember when the vaccine first rolled out and people were going on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram and posting pictures of their vaccination card with a lot number and when they got the vaccine. So now people are just scrolling back to social media taking these blank cards and just writing down whatever the hell they want. Because if I write it down on a piece of paper, who going to check that? What waiter, what server, what gym is going to be like, oh, let me look at my Rolodex here to see if this is in fact a valid lot number. No one's doing that shit, man. So what you mean to tell me is Q Sheree. Who going to check me, boo? Who going to check me, boo? Not nobody. Okay, but moving on to all this COVID craziness, the view was really trying it. See, they think that we as viewers and the audience are stupid, stupid. So basically what they did was they removed two of the hosts during a live taping right before a guest interview. They removed Sonny and Anna, the two hosts, while they were taping before Kamala Harris's remote interview. Now, my whole thing is ABC claims and The View claims that those two hosts were tested positive. My thing is, if they get to the studio, you take a test before you go to the studio. You take a test while you're at the studio. If you don't have those results before they get on the stage, before they're around the crew and the other hosts and especially the audience because they have an in-person audience, why would you not check that before they're on the stage? Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, once they're already exposed to everyone, Why would you pull them and make such a huge deal when the guest isn't even in the studio? It was a remote interview. Kamala Harris was 
never there. She was always going to do the interview remote. But on top of that, they did the the other two hosts there, Joy and the other co-host. They continued on and they were the only two to interview Vice President Kamala Harris. And later on, once the show ended, they alerted everyone, the view alerted that it was a false test and that Sonny and Anna were not actually positive with the COVID. So then the very next day, everyone was back in the studio like nothing happened. And I'm like, this is a whole bunch of bullshit. We, I all, set up. we all know that Sonny was coming for Kamala Harris's ass. Yep. Because Sonny talks so much real shit about how they've been treating the black people, especially the Haitian black people at the borders and how Kamala a- ain't doing nothing, basically. So she was going to come for Kamala's ass. And I'm pretty sure Kamala's team said she is doing the interview, but Sonny cannot be there. And so they decided to come up with this fake ass COVID bullshit that, oh, it was a fake positive, but they didn't want to make it seem too suspect. So they involved Anna Navarro in as well. But I'm just like the view. Y'all are real low and shady. If you want to have a real interview with a vice president who's going to come on a show and talk political realness, then you better be ready for it. Not just what you want America to see you saying, even though you really ain't doing your job. Okay. That's exactly what I was thinking, too, because when I was reading about what happened, everyone kept referring to it as an abbreviated interview. And I'm like, okay, how convenient that one of the hosts who has allegedly tested positive for COVID for this remote interview is also happens to be one of the hosts who's going to get in that ass because Kamala ain't doing none of the shit that she promised the American black people that she would do when she got into office. So I am smelling some kind of scandal, Olivia Pope, Olivia Pope, daddy intervention type of bullshit that went on in there. That's what I think. This was earlier midweek that this show taped and they have a live taping every single day. Why not for the rest of the week? You have the hosts do the show from home like they were doing all of 2020 for the safety and just to make sure that they take most multiple COVID tests after that and that they're actually negative. If you want us to believe this bogus story, why not have them tape the show from their homes the remainder of the week? Nope. The very next day, they're back in lally gagging like ain't nothing happened. You really think that we're dumb, huh? No, not having it. But to move on from this ridiculousness, we have an issue. Tell us about this issue. On a previous episode, we did mention uh, everything that's been going on with the tragic kidnapping and subsequent passing of Gabby Petito. It was all over the socials. There were a plethora of lone Instagram accounts dedicated to finding this girl, this white woman blogger that took the nation by storm. Everybody was looking for her. Everyone's trying to find the fiance. How could this happen? How is this going on? However, at the same time, while all of this is going on, there are countless of missing black and brown, indigenous, transgender women that never make it to the media. Well, let's say let's say women and men. And women and men, yes. Yeah, so all of the countless of POCs that go missing that do not nearly get even a fraction of both the media and social media coverage that missing white woman syndrome gets. And unfortunately, um, for the last several weeks, Jelani J.J. Day, 
who has been missing. He is a black college student. After 11 days, his body has been found. And this case has now gained attention because of the fact that his mother has advocated for people to take up arms in the same way that they took up for Gabby to show the same attention and urgency in her son's case as they have for Gabby Petito. At the same time that this young lady was also missing, this young man has been missing, his family has been trying to find him and it just almost fell on deaf ears. And to be honest, I had no idea that this young man was missing who now has tragically passed away. They did find his body. Carmen Bolden Day, who is Jelani Day's mother, I actually saw her on the news talking about, you know, looking for her son and getting her son's story out there. We only saw her on a news station and only heard this story because of the Gabby Petito case. Mm -hmm. And the minute his mother went on the news, basically he was found a day or two later and he had been missing for nearly two weeks. So it, it just shows to tell you that she only got this recognition because of some other misfortunate case. Young, white, blonde girl. It's it's called young, like, white girl syndrome. And it sucks. But the good thing is that they did find him. Unfortunately, he had passed. But it, this is just an even larger case and issue in what's happening in the world and in the media. And there are also many people who are missing that hopefully will turn up and hopefully alive. But it just starts up a, a bigger issue of, like, we have to do better at telling the news and not just telling it from the people people who we want to hear from. Well, but even the news in and of itself, when you try to bring attention or try to diminish or decrease the disparity in what actually gets covered, then you get backlash put on you for just trying to put out the facts. Like what happened with Bay Area News anchor Frank Somerville, who during a spat with director Amber Eichel of the Mercury of uh, a Fox affiliate, tried to say, oh, while we are reporting on Gabby Petito case, I would really like for us to be able to add in a tagline um, that notes the outsized coverage when white women go missing as compared to that of missing and murdered women of color and indigenous people, which is true. These are facts. There is a huge disparity in the ways that we report when young white women go missing versus when POCs and indigenous people go missing. And it's not okay. But then he got suspended for it. It's not okay, but this is just another way of the world not just the world but let's specifically talk about our country because we're in a big ass fucking shambles right we're in the deepest part of the ditch it's a hot mess last year taught us alone that like oh my god we still had to tell you black lives matter this is a whole mess and you have all these different brands and companies like yay we love people of color let's put them in the forefront now this is a whole new wave that needs to happen in news media because right about now when they try to talk about the stories that really are important and matter, it may not make it to the forefront. And I know this is a bit off topic, but look at The Morning Show. This is a great show on mm -hmm. um, Apple TV that Sally and I watch. And it's a bit of um, a, a reality drama, I would say, based off of real news anchors. But there was a black news anchor who was very smart, very ambitious. And he wants to talk about something which actually turned out to be the coronavirus uh, before it was a huge thing. So he wanted to talk about it. He wanted them to bring it up to the forefront. They're like, oh no, it's an election year. We have so many things, other things going on. But it's like, regardless of what the story is, sometimes it's also about who wants to tell that story. You know, exactly. whether you're a black or POC anchor or whether the story is about a black or POC person, 
you may never get to air. And that is a big fucking problem. But this is just the way the country needs to change. We already know we were built up on the slavery and garbage bullshit. So we know it needs to change. It's just sad that like when someone speaks up, well, then he gets suspended. What kind of bullshit is that? And now for that. Regular, regular, schmegler news. And speaking of everything that goes on in the media, let's take a little bit of a pivot to something a little bit lighter with these TikTok challenges. Y'all are doing a lot. So October is now uh, being referenced as slap a school or staff member challenge. What the hell is going on? I'm just so sick and tired of these dumbass challenges, but more so the ones that have to do with other people. I wanted to harm or violate other people's space. But we already saw shit that was comical for a little bit, like the crate challenge. That was a little bit funny. And, you know, we like to see some TikTok dances. Those are always cute and fun and go viral. Love to see it. But when you start talking about, hey, let's slap somebody. Oh, no, ma'am. Oh, no, sir. Somebody touches me. You're getting slapped right back. And depending on what state you're in, somebody might have a weapon for your ass, too. So these kids better really think about what they're doing and also have respect. But also whatever happens to you, I mean... You shouldn't have done it in the first place. Yeah, remember that. You did it to yourselves. Because at the end of the day, don't let these little ass degrees fool you. Um, I am still and always will be from the Sunset Park and the East New York. So if you want to try it, I'm ready. Like, I stay ready. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So it's going to be on you. Self-defense is still a thing. Oh, absolutely. Brooklyn all day. And you know, Sally's even worse because she got that Brooklyn and Dominican fire. Don't catch it with no tostones on the side, child. And then moving on to other hot mess that goes on on the social media. Y'all, Trump is back at it again. He's back at it again with the white man. I don't understand. So he's now taking it to court to try and force the court to get Twitter to reinstate his account after it got suspended following the actions that took place at the Capitol earlier last year. I thought we were done talking about him. Like, I thought we left him out to dry with his bullshit sorry ass loss. He ain't never trying to be done. Girl, he's a parasite. It is very difficult, if not near impossible, to get rid of parasites permanently. No, I think the best thing they could have ever done was taking away his Twitter account because that just leaves him an open freeway to say a bunch of shit anytime he wants about anyone he wants. And so I really hope that they don't reinstate it. That's pretty much it. We can't give him another voice. Like, we can't. No. I'm just surprised that he hasn't tried just reopening a different account or try, like, I'm sure that he has a troll account somewhere. But then again, but, but, but the, but very the outward is, about his trolling. But the thing is, he has, he had, I should say, because it's still suspended, but he had 88 million followers on Twitter. You can't just start over again, especially if it's under a troll account. If it's not actual, you know, former president Donald J. Trump, then who's going to be following you? you know that is saying? true. That is true. I mean, he's but, doing a lot out here. He is, but we're going to continue to ignore him. And instead, let's talk about this search party that done went all the way wrong. Girl, okay. So honestly, I'm not going to lie because I feel like I could resonate on a very personal level. I imagine a very similar situation happening to me sometime. A Turkish man by the name of Beham Mutlu accidentally joined a search party looking for a missing person. But guess who the person was that they were looking for? Who was it, girl? It was himself. 
He joined his own search party to find himself. No, I don't understand. Come again. So this man apparently got so drunk. He was out, you know, doing the drinks, having fun with the friends. He ended up spending the night at a friend's house. He didn't tell his wife. You see what happens? You don't communicate with your partners. And now you end up in a search party looking for your damn self. But wait, so- hold up, hold up. So first of all, you stayed at a friend's house. There's more to the story because if you didn't tell your wife, who is this friend? And how long y'all been sleeping together? <laughs> Man or woman, I don't care. But like, y'all's doing something. Because that's really your friend. Why wouldn't the friend let your wife know? Exactly. You because, because they sleeping together. But go ahead. But yeah, so the quote unquote friend uh, did not tell them that he stayed there. The wife got very worried. They ended up getting a search party in the whole town to be able to look for him. And then he comes outside. He's like, you know, someone coming out the friend's house. He's like, oh, man, what's going on? And he decides to, like, help out with the search party to find this missing person. And then he realizes that they're calling out his name. And he goes, wait, that's me. And nobody believed him until the same said friend who he allegedly spent the night with was like, oh, no, that is him. So where the hell is this because first of all how you start a search party that quick it's only been less than 24 hours right they don't even do that like anywhere in the united states you need to be missing for a full 48 before they put out any type of bolo or apb on your ass so i know that this was not a professional search party it's probably just like oh my god friends family but i don't understand why his friend slash alleged mistress or mister wouldn't tell the wife that he was over his house last night or her house last night I mean, in one way, I I get it. I understand because sometimes you go wild. You have a little bit too much fun. You tie back a few. You wake up the next day and you don't remember where you landed. I I get get it. it. But like, I know this is in Turkey, but Turkey, what's going on? Like, it's not that different here and there. Your friend should have called. Just ring. It's run ring. You don't even got to call her up. You could text. But it's not even that. It's the fact that the man was in the search party. And then when he said, oh, no, it's me. They still didn't believe that it was actually him. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is we need to find out more about this story because I'm sure there was cheating involved. We're not getting the full story and I'm gonna poke holes in all of it because I need to know the truth. You know what? You're right. And you know, now that I think about it, that math ain't mathing. Right. One of my favorite parts of the show is time for B-A-N of the week. And in case you didn't know, that is bum ass N-word. Yes, those people are out there. So we're going to call out Jose from Married at First Sight on Lifetime. Now, he ain't shit. And he is a little short ass leprechaun motherfucker because he locked his wife out of the house because he was angry, basically. That she had called him by another man's name. They got into an argument. A whole thing, you know, went down. And she went out without her phone, without her keys. Like, you knew she was coming back. She just went out to walk one of the producers out. It was probably like 10 minutes later. And he locked this chick out. She was banging for dear life for hours. It was basically one in the morning. Like, that's some evil, devious ass shit. Sally, what you think about this? I think he's a piece of shit. And I think that he has a major Napoleon complex. He's clearly overcompensating for the fact that he's five foot one at best with them fake ass lifts that he wears in his shoes. That's why you don't ever see him barefoot because he's got lifts on in his shoes. That's not even his real height. I Hold up, not lifts. Yes. <laughs> Have you noticed on the episodes, you never see this man barefoot. And but I'm they, sorry, don't the Hispanic people, not even in chanclas, he, 
you but then, what about that scene by the pool? They was by the pool. Remember on the honeymoon? I didn't. I didn't think to check. Nah, girl, he was wearing sneakers. So okay, the real question is, Sally, what would you do if somebody came out of their neck and did this to you, girl? Okay, so the rational Sally would be like, no, okay. I don't want rational Sally. I want real Sally. I oh, want real Sally is about Brooklyn, okay. New York Sally. What you doing when he's, he's New York Sally's gonna be like, okay, I got something for your bitch ass. And this is when uh, my blue cat trail comes out. While he was scheming, I was scheming in the beamer, just scheming. Can't believe that I called my man cheating. So I found another way to make him pay for it all. So I went. The car gonna get keyed. Um, all your clothes is getting chopped up. I'm gonna go way to exhale on your ass. I'm gonna put bleach on all of your nice suits. So you better get it popping over at Dillard's and get yourself some other shit that you can use for work. And also, hold up, not Dillard's. Yeah, better get it popping with Dillard's. How dare you try to laugh in my face then after I try to confront you and tell you about how wrong your ass was for locking me out of my house at 1.30 in the fucking morning and then you're just gonna sit there like, and then I tell you I can't trust you, I'm not feeling comfortable with you. And he like gaslit the whole situation. So you better get it popping, you better let me find the bleach, don't let me find the flamethrower, don't let me get near no matches, and you better hide all the knives. Hide your wives, hide your husbands, hide everybody, because everybody getting got up in here i hear that girl and his wife rachel i have to give it up for her because she was so calm and collected while talking to him after that very embarrassing but even more so disrespectful ass situation that he put her through but she has the utmost like composure and i don't understand but i'm like yo girl you better than me and you know, Sally, you know what it is but you sally sally hold up you better than me too because you say you're going to get the, the, the bleach and you're going to keep the car, you start some fires, all that. Nah, um, that man ain't living because you do some shit like that to me. I, I see eyes turn red, blackout. That's it. I can't tell you what's going to happen, but it's not going to be good. You know what it is? The reason why she has to keep her composure is because game recognized game and her psycho was looking real familiar. When she goes off, she goes off. I can already, I can already see it because you saw that episode right after that, um, where they took them to the wrecking room, and the way Homegirl was going to town on that television set, I was just like, that's why she kept her composure because there is no camera crew, there is no security, there is no EP, EAP, assistant production, whatever that would have kept her from snatching the edges off of that little bald ass man. He ain't bald, but he little, but you know what I meant. I I don't care what you say she has composed like in that moment i don't care that she took she waited to take her rage out in the wrecking room in that moment because she not only so they put all the couples in an apartment complex she not only knocked on the door for at least 30 minutes to an hour he knows he can hear her obviously she went to the other couples and knocked on their doors like it's hours in the morning they still have to work the next day and everybody was asleep so i'm just like he deviously did that like that's some real you got some psychological ass problems to do shit like that and then wake up the next day and be okay with yourself but i like how the other men were really trying to take him to task and be like wait you ac what you mean you accidentally locked her out you can't accidentally lock a deadbolt 
that that's not how that shit works. Yeah, he dead bolted her ass out. He didn't just like lock the door. He dead bolted that shit. He dead ass said, I'm not letting you in this house. But you know what, Jose? You are definitely a little leprechaun ass B-A-N of the week. And we will talk a little bit more about Metaverse Sight later on in the celeb roundup. And now time for that. Hashtag we winning. We are certainly winning with the return of Eddie Murphy doing all of the things. Coming to America was not the last that we will be seeing of him. Tree, tell us about Eddie Murphy and all of his things that he got coming through. Yes. So Eddie signed three, not one, not two, but yes, three film deals with Amazon Studios. And he is going to star in and develop original film projects for the Prime Video and Studios. That is Amazon. And it's just more to come that we can't wait to see. But definitely Coming to America 2 was the most watched movie on Amazon Prime in its opening week. I mean, basically, we already know Eddie is out here with multiple jobs because, you know, like Nick Cannon, he has multiple kids. I think nine or ten to be exact. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the man doing some great things and, you know, creating great content for us to watch, entertaining us, you know? And speaking of great content with the entertaining for us to watch, the Super Bowl halftime show is going to be real on fire lit. So you mean it's going to be lit, lit, lit? It's going to be lit, lit, lit. It's going to be fire all over the place. But like a contained fire that you can watch and not one that's going to burn your eyebrows. Or maybe it will burn your eyebrows because the performers that are about to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, tell us who's going to be there. Come February 13th, girl, it's going to be a ton of legends like Dr. Dre. We got Kendrick Lamar. Eminem is coming back to the stage. Mary J. Blige is going to be doing the thing. And we cannot forget about everybody's favorite uncle, Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, that is the best lineup for the Super Bowl halftime I've ever heard of. And I'm just keeping it real. But my thing is, you know, I'm not a Super Bowl person. I probably tune in for the halftime, depending on who's performing. This would definitely get me to watch. The reason why I'm not sure if I'm going to watch is because I want to support my black people and see them. Yes. But at the same time, you still can't kneel during the national anthem. So like the NFL, you ain't slick. You're not about to have the blackity blackest lit ass show ever in Super Bowl halftime history, but you still not really supporting black and POC players on your team. Like, I I don't understand how I'm supposed to feel about that. I'm not really here for the football, but I will be tuning in to watch the halftime show because that's about to be a good ass concert. And honestly, we have some real wild cards here because Eminem is capable of doing some off the wall, like real fuck you shit to the NFL during the performance. Kendrick Lamar, I can definitely see coming in and bringing in a really powerful message. Uh, But I'm really excited to see what all of these artists together will be able to bring onto the stage and the screen. But you know what? I will watch if somehow on Twitter someone lets me know that all these performers brought out Colin Kaepernick. That's when I will tune in. How about that? Ooh. Honestly, that would be epic. That would be golden. Of course, because that's what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. Because Colin Kaepernick does not need to ever play in the NFL again. He's out here being an actor, a producer, a director of all the things and working with some really important stars. So 
I don't need him to be playing on the field, but if he could show up and be a part of that, I'm here for it. It's time for these good watches. Check this out. So on Netflix, you know they're always giving us some good things. We have none other than Dave Chappelle with The Closer. And he announced that this will be his last Netflix special for the foreseeable future. But hmm... I feel like if they throw enough M's your way, you'll be back. You'll be back, sir. Right. I mean, and I saw this uh, stand-up special already. And let me tell you, within the first two minutes, I was already dying. He comes in and he basically says that this is supposed to be like a wrap-up of all of the other five specials that he's done. And he actually does go in and explains every single joke. Now, normally, when a comedian has to explain a joke, it's no longer funny. But the explanation of the joke made it that much funny and I was in stitches I went through almost a bottle and a half of wine watching it because it, it, it was funny it was funny it was good so I definitely recommend everybody must see it because Dave Chappelle is 100% definitely the goat when it comes to that ish Okay, I might check it out. And let's move on to Queen Pins on Paramount. It's inspired by a true story. Tell, tell us about that. It's about two homemaker moms. One is Connie Kaminsky, played by none other Kristen Bell. That is Veronica Mars for those of us in the millennials, any old generation. And her best pal, Jojo Johnson, played by Kirby Howell Baptiste, who's a vlogger with dreams. And they're trying to turn this hobby into a multi-million dollar counterfeit coupon caper um this is kind of like catch me if you can meets a little bit of wolf of wall street but better because it's got pocs in it vince vaughn is also starring in it so you know it's gonna be good um okay, i might i might no i may not watch it i mean maybe on a slow day let me stop lying all right what about squid game on the netflix people have been talking about it all over the place i definitely am not gonna be tuning in but tell me about this, girl. So everybody is going crazy for Squid Game. And the best part that for me that I love about this is the fact that it's not even in the English language. This is a Korean thriller that's made its way all the way up to the number one spot in 82 out of the 83 countries that Netflix streams its content. And this is kind of like a Hunger Games meets Kill Bill meets what would you do for this big ass pile of $38.5 million? Yeah, I, I heard the backstory of the show. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that's for me. But I'm glad that they've reached us new heights and that they are really doing the damn thing. So, hey, I'm all for it. I mean, I like it because it definitely gets you to thinking like, what would you do for $38.5 million? Or what wouldn't you do for $38.5 million? Oh, I definitely want to whore myself out. That's what I wouldn't do. But I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what I would do, but I definitely know what I would not do. I'd be like, that? girl, for $38.5 million, I'm definitely slapping my mama. That's I'll, I'll do that because I could heal. I could, I could use my millions to wipe down my tears and my welts. Unfortunately, we have to get into one of our favorite sections. Blackheart Revoke. So Sage Steele is out here commenting on everybody's favorite dad, father, everything. 
Barack Obama on how he is not actually black because his dad wasn't around. Like, come on. You know how stupid you sound? Tell us what really went down, Sally. Sage Steele was on Uncut with Jay Cutler. While she was on this show, they talked about all the different aspects of Barack Obama's uh, identification. And she even mentioned how she herself tends to get criticized a lot for being biracial. Um, And that she went through an experience where one of her colleagues pushed her to choose between being black or being white. So then Jay Cutler brought up the fact that like, oh, yeah, you know, that's very similar to Barack Obama's experience and how he always identifies as black in his census questionnaire. And then she goes, oh, well, that's kind of fascinating. Uh, Actually, you know what? Let's play that clip. Um, When you fill out your census, I'm like, well, I don't know when the last time I filled out my census was, but if they make you choose a race. Yeah. She's like, what are you going to put? I go, well, both. She's like, well, you can't. She goes, well, what if Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial? I'm like, well, congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I go, I think that's fascinating consider- considering his black dad was nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But hey, mm-hmm. you do you. I'm going to do me. My issue is, you know, ESPN personality, Sage Steele. I don't even understand how and why Barack Obama was the topic. But either way, you got to talking about him. Right. And now you're talking about your own personal issues of someone forcing you to choose. Nobody can force you to do anything. You want to identify with who you are and who you feel like you are. That's fine. Some Saying that somebody forced you, I'm not really on that. But then to go and talk about the former and only Black president of the united states we have ever had who's done the best job that he could and i'm gonna stand always for him but to bring up these stupid disparities and say that because his dad wasn't around he's not black like one does not equate the other and you sound dumb as all fuck and by that logic that means that anyone who is also biracial whose parent wasn't around either because let's say they were incarcerated or they passed away or who knows, a whole bunch of plethora of other reasons does not negate them from being black. Like, you sound hella ignorant. And now for that... Celeb News Reality Roundup. We got some good tiddly bits to catch y'all up on in the celeb reality sphere. We gonna get it popping with Portia Williams. Our girl Portia is out here gifting all the things to her boo, her bae, her lover, Simon. Treva, what did she get her mans? So, you know, for the past few months, everybody basically has been following Portia and her fiance, Simon Gubadia. They've been going on multiple trips to Africa. She's been meeting his family, his mother, being around his culture, you know, getting enthralled in the full African garb. She's having a blast. She even left two of her many jobs, but I'm sure the two jobs that pay her the most. And she decided to get her man an engagement ring. Now, I've never actually seen that before. But you know what? I feel like if women are wearing engagement rings until the wedding, why the fuck can't men? Like, why can people out there think you single when I'm over here with this rock? Like, hello, I'm taking. I want you to know you taking too, boo. So at first I was like, um, that's interesting. But now I'm like, you know what? Okay, Portia, I see you claiming what's yours because you want to get that bag, girl. I mean, yeah, that. But if um, if you were wearing an engagement ring, you better buy it for yourself because I'm not spending my money on that shit. 
I hear you on that. I hear you. And that brings us right into Ari Fletcher. She had quite a few words for the ladies at the view. Yeah. So speaking of women going out and buying gifts for their bays, Ari Fletcher was out here racking her brain, trying to figure out what her get what to get her boo money bag. Yo. So she's just like, you know what? What do you get someone who already has it all? I'm gonna get you generational wealth, baby. And she bought him 28 points. Eight acres of land in his hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. Wait, hold on. Um, where's she at? Cause I might try to talk to her. That I want. I want to. Right. Like, girl, that's. <laughs> I love to see it, and she is not wrong. Generational wealth is something that all POCs need to strive for because it is something that we are lacking because we were at a disadvantage from the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, people who have money, you better stop spending it on them cars and them jewels. Spend it on some lands, right? Bills. That's right. She said, why am I going to get you a chain or some jewelry that's just going right? to actually depreciate in value? I'm going to get you a gift that's going to be gifting you for generations to come. And honestly, I'm here for that. And girl, you know, if you want to find us, if you want to spread the generational wealth, like we are more than happy to also reap the benefits of your gift giving. Absolutely. And so our girl, she's in the wrong now, but our girl Garcelle Bouvet, she was on the reel because she is the best host on that show and she has some things to say she said oh no 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 don't act married if you're not married and this always acting married honey so Ari was not happy about that as would anyone like first of all what I do with my money or lack thereof or in her case a lot of money what I do with that shit is my business and I get that she is you know a star and Garcelle is on the reel talking with the other women so these are the topics that they talk about pop culture and all of those things but I felt like you know Garcelle you put your foot in your mouth because you're talking about you don't do these things because it's act like you think that they're acting like they're married, but you know, marriage isn't for some people. If these people are happy with each other and they feel like, Hey, I want to gift my person this and that's happy for them. And guess what? If they're not together next year, I'm sure they'll be okay with that. But Garcelle saw from a different view because why? She's just said that if you want to be able to come up with all these extravagant gifts like in her mind it's kind of like renting versus owning where you don't want to get people too used to married like behavior if you're not actually married because then what is it that you're looking forward to once you're married but to that i say i'm with you girl that's her bag that's her money she want to spend it how she want to spend it and ari basically told the girls in the real mind your neck mind your business because i'm minding my own clearly because she's out here making business with her boot but Garza also made mention of saying that she feels like she wouldn't want a gift like that because then she would feel compelled to stay with them. Oh, yes. And I feel like I don't think you have to think about it as a ball and chain type situation. If someone gifts you a car or gives you anything, whether it's guy or girl or guy, guy, girl, girl, whatever the relationship is, if it's not working, it's not working. But you better let it be known like, hey, you got me this land in my name, right? Or you got me this car in my name, right? Remember, we told you a couple episodes ago in the first season, make sure you run that deep baby make run sure that you paperwork that shit run the paperwork don't let uh, a gift feel like oh i have to stay if you stand for other reasons because you're not set up in your money right hey play the game how you want to but garcelle you know what you gotta stay in your lane boo i love you but this was not something that you should be commenting on because you just have no foot in this fight 
And speaking of not having feet and no kind of fight. No feet. <laughs> speaking of having no feet and no kind of fight. So the Millennium Tour is back on track, y'all. But we're not here to talk about what's going on uh, in terms of the musicality and the performances. We're here to talk about the mess that has been going on behind the scenes that found its way on stage. But wait, hold up. Remind us who's on the Millennium Tour, though. So we have for what well, we know to be B2K. Right, we got right. the Chris Brown. Okay, okay. We got, uh, you know, he likes to go by Shad Moss now, but everyone knows him as, as Lil Bow Wow. That's really the only people that I could think of that would be worth me going to see based on my childhood. Oh, Pretty Ricky's on the Millennium Tour. And that's about it. Okay, I think we also have Ashanti. Oh, we, yes. We got Yin Yang Twins and Soldier Boy. You know, Soldier Boy all the way crazy. So I think they got a few more people. But anyways, go on ahead, girl. So Lil Fizz decided to take the opportunity in the middle of one of their performances and formally apologize to his bandmate Omarion for the messy, messy, mess, mess that he created when he decided to date his baby mama, April. I mean, I guess it's cute. Yeah, thanks for the apology, but why do we care? Like, we didn't care when you was dating her. We didn't care when y'all was going coming from each other's neck because it was giving me, it was all very ghetto. Um, but I guess, you know, you got to do what you got to do to to make sure that you secure that bag because at the end of the day, B2K ain't shit without Omarion. So really what they was doing is securing that Monty. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say, okay, happy and glad that he recognized his wrong and apologized. First of all, I don't like when people do public apologies because everybody wasn't involved in that situation. Exactly. You put on a show. You could have apologized and he probably did apologize to Omarion separately and I hope he did. But again, you're just trying to save face because you realize you can't perform and you can't make no money and you ain't got no bag without Omarion because again, like Sully said, Omarion is that group, okay? Regardless of the tour, Omarion can still, he's the only one that made solo hits and he can still perform on his own whereas you guys need each other. So yeah you better you better kiss his ass and make sure you clean up the mess that you made and honestly i don't even remember who the other two are so they definitely need him and his abs because he he definitely got the good looking the good lookingness that the girls want well there's jay bug and rasby but i was a huge b2k fan back in the day day and i saw them perform oh child elementary school right before they was on 106 and park like, it was a long time ago so anyways we're gonna it's keep been it moving. that long dang we old with the mess messy don't forget to catch our housewives snippet that's coming out around the same time because we have to dedicate the housewives to their own little you know show okay and now we're gonna move on to the craziness that is married at first sight because there is so much mess there i don't even know where to start so i'm gonna kick it to you silly girl so i'm still trying to figure out where exactly dr viviana got her credentials and such because clearly couples therapy or matchmaking or whatever she claims to be a professional ah, it ain't working for you girl because damn near all of these couples none of them is making sense bow and johnny you have you know at first you thought that it was a really cute like meet cute situation where bow and johnny actually knew each other from being in high school or college and being around the same having very similar circle of friends having been around each other and at first it seemed to be really cute but now it's getting messy like johnny but then we found out that they went on a date years ago and then you know she followed up with wanting to go on a second date and he ghosted her like once you ghost someone there is no return he wasn't feeling it back then and he's not feeling it now so the fact that you guys are bound and married to each other it's just a disaster waiting to implode even further each 
week. So that's can you best. imagine trying to go somebody and then you turn around and see them walking down the aisle? Like well, that's, why <laughs> show is, that's why the show is so damn stupid. You don't just <sighs> marry the damn altar. But anyways, move on to the black couple that is just so embarrassing because I don't even understand what Michaela and Zach's problem is. Well, their problem is that they are clearly not meant for each other and it's exploding. Not- but listen, if Toxic was a couple, this would be them. Like, they don't make sense. They explode I don't every second for no reason. No reason. Like, I don't, I, I thought that maybe it was me and maybe I'm missing something. Like, did I, like, I looked away for a second and something happened? No, they are just total opposite that actually might end up killing each other. And yeah, no, I'm the same way too. Like, there have been so many times where I've been watching and then I've had to backtrack because I go, wait, 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 wait. How did you guys just go from like kikiing and smiling and laughing and now old boy Zach is over here in the corner crying? Well, let's skip on ahead to Brett. The redhead and Ryan, I don't like them whatsoever because I, I like Brett. I like but Brett. Ryan is so rude. He's so dismissive. He's not even trying. And Brett is like starting to feel very insecure in her own self. And I hate to see that. Yeah. And I'm really not liking the way that he interacts with her. It almost gives me gaslighting like behavior where it's like he makes it seem that she is making up. Um, all of the things that he is saying and doing to her, but really, no, you're the one doing it. But now we're going to get into the worst couple that I actually did not, a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have put them in that category. But Rachel and Jose, we already then talked about how ain't shit Jose is because he is a B.A.N., but Rachel, I got to give it up to you because, again, you put up with a lot of his shit. Number one, from Jump, he was undermining you. He was trying to take control of your finances your whole entire life. And then to see him lock your ass out, like, that's controlling to a whole nother level. That's not even short man complex. That's some leprechaun weird crazy shit. Like, it's so bad. Yeah, um, I'm not really here for Jose. As far as I'm concerned, he can go bury himself somewhere. I would say six feet under, but he's only two feet tall. So we really only need to, like, shovel out two inches of dirt. And he'd be fine. I'm good on him. Yeah, and the thing is, I get that he got mad because she called you another man's name. And that is a problem. Yes, that is something that you can be upset about. Totally understandable. But your reaction was unwarranted, little sir. That's not how you react. That's not how adults react. Especially well, he's not an adult. He's house. a toddler with his Oshkosh Bagash ass. Wearing a child large or child medium? <laughs> child extra small. He's wearing two teeth. Okay, now we're going to get into your future boo, Sally, Mr. Gill. Um, yes, I want him. Uh, I need him. And, you know, him and Merla. Merla clearly don't want you. It took her about four weeks to be able to actually give you two pecks on the lips. Come on. She got all that good, strong man right next to her. You mean to tell me, oh, I need any time. It's so intimate. Listen, let's call call it what it is. Marla is a gold digger, okay? She came on the show because she wanted someone who had more money than her who could take care of her. And she could just, like, live the way that she lives, but someone would take care of her. And unfortunately, Gil is not that man. So Gil is going to continue to be the sweet suitor that he is. But Marla doesn't deserve his time or energy because she's just basically waiting to get to the end of the show. Like, all I have to say is married at first sight in this Texas season. Throw the entire season away. Throw all the couples away. Only keep Gil because we saving him for selling, right? Thank you. 
But also, Gil is a really good, like, he has all the questions. And I think that he should be the only and sole therapist for next season, if there is a next season. Because all the therapist's credibility is, like, down the motherfucking drain. Like, y'all ain't doing shit. If this is the best that you could do with matchmaking, and people are getting married. You're not just matchmaking somebody goes on a date. Like, people are actually legitimately married and this is trash trash girl the credibility is way past down the drain it went through the sewer it's in the hudson it done circle back around and now it's floating somewhere way down in the atlantic ocean like ah mm -mm, no and i'm here for guilt because what I like most is that I know you here for Gil because he can lift you. He a firefighter, girl. You want somebody that can lift you. Remember girl, that? Yeah, he saw him flipping the tires in his little interview. <laughs> so I know he can flip me. And you know what's my motto? What's my motto? If you can't flip me, you can't have me, baby. That's right. And I know that he can. He's got the things. But what I really appreciate about Gil is that he is not afraid to ask the questions that we need to know. And honestly, I would be here for Gil not only being the therapist for everybody because he asked in such a great way. I would not mind watching him host several fraud and scams reunions regarding some of these housewives because I think that he will ask the questions that the people want to know no i think that lifetime and married at first sight did gil as a service because merlin shit and they should, they should give him his own dating show after this and sally you should be front runner girl front runner no no no, no. it's just it's yeah. not a dating show with other contestants it's just okay a show but a dating show where where like, me so and we run off into the sunset together okay so what you gonna call this gil and sally yeah gelly okay. All right, we're going to call it Gelly. All right, let me write to Lifetime and be like, yeah, y'all ain't shit. Gil deserves a good woman. And I know the best of the best from Brooklyn, East New York. Hello, Gilly to the rescue. Boom. That's right. And that's on period. If you want to hit us up to say hey or let us know about any It Be Your Own People moments, send us an email at ibyoppodcast at gmail.com. Hey, y'all. Don't forget to like and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at IBYOP. BYOP podcast. And that's all we have for you today on It Be Your Own People. Stay woke, stay alert, and tune in next time.